Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Eye on Foxborough, the premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Welcome to Mass Live's Eye on Foxborough podcast. I'm Patriots columnist Karen Garigian, and I'm thrilled to welcome the NFL Network's national insider Ian Rappaport to the show. Hello, Ian. What's happening? Hello, old friend. Well, How you doing? I know. Full disclosure, Ian and I were, were once teammates at the Boston Herald. Uh, we had three, three seasons covering, I think it was, covering the Patriots together. Uh, right. Ian, Ian, you weren't very good luck. Uh, they went one and done in 2009, one yep. and done in 2010, and then they lost the Super Bowl to the Giants. Yeah, that's true. My uh, the only time I've ever covered a team in the Super Bowl, um, which was crazy, but yeah, the first year was Brady coming back from the ACL, and I, that's right. I always yeah. think about this because I will so. You know, I, I knew, obviously, about the Patriots, but I certainly didn't know about it like I do now. And I knew of Tom Brady, but I definitely didn't know him like I do now. And I remember the first, like, six or seven games of that season. It was kind of like, eh. And I remember being like, I don't really get, like, the obsession with this Brady guy. Like, he's okay, you <laughs> know, but he was just coming back from the ACL, and it was, like, a significant injury, and rehab was slow. And then second half of the year, I was like, ah, oh, I get it a little bit. And then, you know. Ever since then, I would say his second career is probably just as good or maybe better than his first career. But yeah, that was uh, that was a long time ago. Me, you, and Borges. That's uh, right. That was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time. Well, allow me to cut to the chase. Uh, okay. On Saturday, you had breaking news uh, with respect to Bill Belichick. Um, essentially, you reported that Belichick's fate had not yet been decided, contrary to a, a report that had been out, uh, and his future could hinge on how the Patriots finish. Uh, can you provide a little context or detail yeah. to that? Yeah. So uh, I sort of didn't really see it as breaking news. I mean, to me, it was more of like a, a minor update. And I know there was another, you know, report sort of saying that something had been decided, but that report said it had been decided, but then it could also go the other way, you know, and sort of sort of like, well, what does that, what does that even mean? Right. So I think the main thing for me was just trying to like figure out what's going to happen over the next month or so. And, you know, saying the Patriots are going to move on from Bill Belichick. It's like, what you're saying is the Patriots are going to fire the greatest coach of all time. If you're going to say that it better be a hundred percent, not changeable and true. Uh, I do not know that to be the case. I don't know that anybody knows that to be the case right now. I don't believe that's been decided right now. And in fact, I think the main thing that I learned over the course of reporting is nobody knows how it's going to end. And the options are a lot, right? It's Belichick returns, 
you know, certainly conceivable. He's following, yeah. probably not, I would yeah. say. There's a mutual parting of the ways, maybe the most likely. There's a trade, possible. Um, and every different thing depends on so many other things that I feel like it's okay to say, I just don't know how this is going to end. I would also say another possibility is Belichick says, okay, uh, I'm good. I'm going to go do TV or I'm going to go be an assistant coach at Navy or whatever. And, you know, he's so complex. He's so private. And so many times we'll do the opposite of what you think. Like everyone talks about him, you know, Belichick specifically wanting this record. And like, I sort of think he wants the record, but he's never said that. And so I really don't know. And again, I think it's okay to say we just don't know. Yeah, I agree. Um, for as long as I've covered this team, which you know is a long time. Uh, really a long time. <laughs> really a long time. Typically what happens or my understanding uh, of what happens is Robert Kraft and Coach Belichick will will meet at season's end. They'll go go to Davio's, have dinner, talk about like things, talk about things, talk about what needs to improve. You know, uh, Robert Kraft will ask Bill if what his vision is, what he hopes to accomplish. So, you know, they'll have this back yeah. and forth. And my guess is the back and forth this year is I think Robert will start out with, okay, Bill, we're three and whatever or four and whatever. We, you know, we thought we were going to be better. How are we going to get better? And then they'll kind of hash it out from there. And I'm sure, you know, Robert probably has some ideas about things. Probably. And then it's a matter of hashing out if they agree on those ideas or, as you said, if they're going to part. I mean, that's just how I see it. Well, I think that is definitely a possibility. Um, and some of that depends on how they are in the field. Like if, you know, I, I don't foresee the Patriots are playing very hard. They're not, they're not always playing well, but they are playing hard. Yeah. They're defense, playing for him. Yeah. Defense is good. Like I know they're not like talented in the back end, but like they're good, you know? And, and so like, I don't foresee a Chargers situation where you look at the product on the field and you say, this cannot continue. If that's the case, that's easy. And I think, you know, everyone will sort of look at Belichick and Don Shula. Like that was kind of the end for Don Shula. This isn't like that. I don't think this is more like the way the team is constructed. The quarterback position has been very bad. I didn't certainly did not foresee that coming. I don't think anybody foresaw that coming. And if you put a mediocre quarterback if you had mediocre quarterback play all across the board, I would say this team's probably looking at nine or 10 wins. That would be what I would say. Mediocre. So then it's like, what if the Patriots play tough, lose out and draft the second best quarterback in the draft? Would you want the greatest quarterback of all of greatest? Would you want the greatest coach of all time picking that quarterback? Hmm. And I don't know the answer to that. I really don't, but has to be part of the, consideration yeah what if Bel what if bill belichick sits down at davio's like you said orders some what do you think like veal parm or something right or <laughs> you know something like that I, I could see him doing that maybe some scampi and says 
I want, I can fix this and I want to fix this and lays out his plan to draft a quarterback and fix it. What does Robert Kraft do? Does he say, I'm not going to trust the greatest coach who ever lived to fix? I have no idea, but like, it's amazing how many different things came to my mind while writing that like relatively short story, because there's so many different things to consider. Yeah. Well, another element of this is, you know, can you separate Belichick, the GM from Belichick, the coach? And I mean, they've had poor drafts. Uh, Belichick sort of understandably has a, a bent or a lean toward defense and defensive players, sometimes at the cost of the offense. At least that's how a lot of us see it. Um, you know, was he going to have to come around to say, look, I guess I need to add some weapons. I need to give the quarterback a chance. I think a lot of those things are part of the equation too. And would coach Belichick be willing to answer or work with hand in hand, a GM who's essentially going to pick the groceries. Well, so Dave Ziegler is now available and I have no idea if Dave Ziegler would want to come back to new England. Some people do want to come back to new England. Some people do not. I do not know, but the working relationship there was really good. That draft was really there. I think it was their last draft, the Barmore draft. Which draft was that? That was their last one, right? No, that was two years, a couple of years ago. Yeah, so that was when I think that was Dave Ziegler's last. No, because Mac was the last one. Anyway, I I I'm getting all confused. But anyway, that's all right. But the Barmore draft was decent. Yes, good. Yeah, I mean, I would say I, that would probably that was their best one in recent memory. I would say, and so you look at that one, you say, all right, they work pretty well together. I know they modernized some of the scouting things. They were certainly a lot more. Belichick was a lot more collaborative. If you could get to that situation, whoever it is, like whoever it is. Um, maybe he comes back, coaches another year or two and leaves this organization in a good place and that's it. Or maybe he says, you know, I will only do this if I get to do everything. I mean, he's in a 70, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. but, but I will say this, like the team is not good enough. The players are not good enough. So whatever it is, you know, probably has to be fixed to move forward. But, you know, again, like if you have a quarterback, you know, if you put, let's say the years were switched and the Patriots pick two this year and they pick CJ Stroud, Nick Casario and Belichick probably on the same page. You have to think both like the same quarterback. What if you put CJ Stroud on this Patriots team? How many wins do they have? Right? Like these are, and, and this is why like anyone who says this is easy, you know, fire bill or whatever. I'm like, well, how about these 65 other factors you have to consider? Hmm. Right. Well, the other problem, big problem, at least for the early part of the year, was an offensive line. Ugh. You know, they drafted three guards but forgot that they needed tackle. <laughs> or they they Trent signed Brown, Trent Brown's year has been right. Has been so and they they had to move Mike and Wenyu to right tackle to to fill that spot because the players they brought in just didn't measure up Riley Reef, etc. So again, these are all, you know, these are all issues. And I'm I'm curious, I mean, knowing uh, Robert Kraft as you do, I mean, do you think he uh, he would have the wherewithal or gumption to part with Bill Belichick 
ultimately, if he had to, or if it came to that? Well, I think if it was a situation like the Chargers or the Raiders, I mean, we've actually had a couple this year, where yeah. actually or the Panthers, I mean, they all sort of were like that, where like you had to move on. Mm-hmm. Do I think he could? Yes, he has made tough decisions. I mean, you know, it was part of the Tom, the Tom Brady parting wasn't, I don't think, clean. It wasn't like you're gone. It was like actually like we're willing to offer you this contract. He wanted two years fully guaranteed. Okay, we're not going to come together. Let's part of that was more kind of what it was. But he's Mm -hmm. made tough decisions in the past. A lot of times at the request of Belichick, a lot of times correct decisions. I do think he would be willing to do it. But here's the thing I keep thinking about. You know, the legacy of Robert Kraft is important to a lot of people in that building. You know, should he be a Hall of Famer? I would say, you know, obvious. Obvious. Well, part of the legacy could potentially be saying goodbye to the greatest quarterback of all time and the greatest coach of all time. Mm-hmm. A lot of wins, a lot of wins, more than anyone else, but also that. And so, you know, Robert Kraft has not spoken publicly in a very long time. You know, besides, I'm talking like real, yeah. you know, real stuff. Um, I'm really curious. Does that, does he think about that? Does he mm-hmm. want to be someone who, you know, fired the greatest coach of all time and the greatest quarterback of all time? Like I, and, or maybe he says, "I'm so I love this franchise so much, and I love the fans so much that I'm even willing to do that." But this is why we have so many unanswered questions because these are such deep issues, and everything in New England means so much to the people involved that like they're so multi layered. You know, it's not black and white. You know, there's so much gray in the middle. Um, I want to go back to another story you had a hand in breaking in terms of coach Belichick's contract or contract extension that was signed. What is your understanding as to the length of that when it's over? Are are there outs? Do you have any details about that contract? Uh, What I was told at the time and is still, still remains is at some point before the season, Bill Belichick got a multi-year new contract. Uh, it has since been reported by Curran, maybe, or someone that it is a two-year contract. Um, or no, I believe no. What did he say? That it was up in twenty twenty-four, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have had nobody tell me that that's wrong. Um, mm-hmm. so if that is the case, then he is still under contract through twenty twenty-four. I use the word lucrative because it was very. It's they're all lucrative, and Belichick yeah. makes a lot of money. One of the highest, if not the highest paid coaches in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. Him being under contract is interesting because, you know, if he's fired, it doesn't matter. They pay him the however many million dollars and they move on and that's it. Him being under contract means that he can't leave. And if he's going to go somewhere else, they're going to get compensation. That compensation, which obviously is how they brought him in, could be important. What if it's a second round pick? What if it's first round pick? Right. What if Belichick says, I'll go, but I'll only go here. Mm-hmm. Like it actually is fascinating. And then, you know, could also say like, I'll only go here. And if you don't like that, you can fire me, but then they don't get the compensation. This is why like, it's so important for everyone to be on the same page with what happens because mm-hmm. contractually it's challenging to appease everyone. 
Right. Knowing Coach Belichick as you do, again, from your time covering the team and beyond, would you think he would want to go to a ready-made scenario, meaning a team that's closer to winning than having to blow it up and rebuild all over again? I mean, probably just because it's easier, right? Like, and I know where he is age-wise. Like, do I think he would want to take on a five-year transition? Like, probably not. Um, mm-hmm. You know, nice to have a good quarterback. Um, but but here's the problem. is like he's been in the same place for so long, and this team has evolved in so many different ways from, you know, when he first got there, it was a veteran defensive team to a high-flying offensive team back kind of the other way I gets. So if you were to say to me, like, what's his perfect organization? I don't know because mm-hmm. I would say it's the best situation for him at the time. And that's kind of always what it's been. It's always been like, all right, well, this is what we got. Here's the best way to make it work. Let's go. Um, so, you know, everyone talks about like the chargers, you know, yes, that would be a good situation. Are they interested? I do not know. They're not, Nobody, you know, they're not there. They just fired their coach a couple of days ago, but maybe he doesn't want to move to California. Maybe he wants to be on the East Coast, be around family. I like guess, yeah, it's you know, there's it's so, so many small. variables. Yeah, there's so many. Like, what about the Panthers? Well, I don't know what he thinks of Bryce Young. Maybe he thinks he's got great potential. Maybe he does not. You know, yeah. like that's this is why it's so hard. And this is why. The airwaves in New England are going to be very fun in the month of January. Well, that's why it's fun for us, Ian, you know. Uh, One last thing. uh, You're going to spoil things because the last game of the season, the last home game is against the New York Jets. And I guess there won't be Aaron Rodgers there (laughs) to entertain us for one last game. Yeah, I, I, I really. So if they had won Sunday and we don't know, but. If they had won Sunday, uh, I would say there was a pretty good chance we'd see Aaron Rodgers um, on the field. They did not. It was bad. There's no reason for him to be out there. I hope he does not play. I mean, I'd like to see him, but I hope he does not play. Um, just because there's a risk. There's always a risk. And re-tearing the ACL at 40 is not great. So, um, you know, probably Zach Wilson or some or Trevor Simeon or something – obviously changes the buzz dramatically, I would say. Yeah. Um, do you see there's I've heard some whispers that Robert Sala might may or may not be safe. Have you heard anything? I I would be surprised if he was not safe. Really surprised. I mean, I've been surprised before, but I'd be surprised. One, I think he's a really good coach. Mm-hmm. Two, Aaron Rodgers came to the organization for him, Joe Douglas, the coordinators would Rodgers come back if they fired him, brought in completely new guys? Like, I don't know that he would. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say, um, I would say I, I, I believe he is safe. Yes. Well, uh, it's interesting times here, uh, but it's, it's our jobs to find out what's going to happen. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm like legitimately fascinated. Now it's going to be I, annoying. I see you looking at your phone. I'm wondering if you get any scoops, but I guess you don't. <laughs> Not, nothing during the show, which is good because I would have to leave the show mm-hmm. uh, and go report it on our network. But uh, yeah, usually Monday at 5 p.m. is not a hotbed for scoops, but there's a couple of things still hanging out there. So we'll see. Will you be heading back to this area anytime soon? 
um, hopefully with the boys to visit, go to L Street Tavern, go to Southie, see my peeps. Um, I would like that at some hope, hope, hopefully at some point in the spring. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Ian. Uh, hope you, Leah, and the boys have a great holiday season. And uh, I'll keep waiting on your next scoop. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Um, always great hanging out with you and hopefully see you in person again soon. That sounds good. Thanks, Ian. This has been Ion Foxborough, brought to you by Mass Live. <laughs>